Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool center, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. It's all thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. The Perth Glory have got their launch tomorrow morning. It's happening at Fraser's Restaurant. Uh, it's breakfast style this year. And as we know, the A-League women's gets underway on the 14th, uh, the round one, and on the 22nd, the Perth Glory will be playing their very first game of the season at HBF Park against the Newcastle Jets. That is the A-League men, while the A-League women can start a week earlier on the 14th, and they take on Western United at Macedonia Park. It's 7 p.m. kickoff on that Saturday. Anyway, let's uh, preview the season coming up. A man that will be playing his second season with the Perth Glory uh, is a man called Aaron McKenna, and he joins us on the program now. Aaron, thanks for your time. Me on. It's great having you on, and uh, no doubt looking forward to the start of your second season after having a taste of uh, the Perth Glory and the A-League last season. Yeah, look, I've got a year under my belt. I've been here and um, well settled um, uh, in Perth. Uh, Me and my family love it, and... um, you know, having known the club and, you know, known all my teammates a lot better, I'm I'm looking forward to the new season starting and, uh, you know, hopefully it's a successful one this season. As you know, in football, uh, changes happen fairly regularly. Brand new coach in Alan Stadjic and he's got uh, certainly his support staff. A few new players have been recruited. Uh, nothing stands still in football. Your thoughts on the new look Perth glory for the new season? Yeah, as you said um, yourself, you know, nothing stands still in football and football's a game that doesn't wait for anybody. So um, each year, every club, I suppose, makes changes of some sort. And um, there's been a lot of change, really, in at our club uh, three off, throughout the off-season and during pre-season. But um, I think uh, it's all been positive and there's been a, a positive environment and around training um, and then around, you know, the friendlies and stuff that we've played. Um, so I think everybody's moving in the, in the right direction towards the start of the season. It seems and, to be, um, well, it seems to have been a very good pre-season, Aaron. You mentioned friendlies. You played a couple with Melbourne Victory. Uh, Tony Popovich, former Perth Glory coach, brought the victory over here. You played one game at Hay Park in Bunbury and recorded a 3-1 victory. And then, of course, the return game was at Doring Gardens about a week later, and you got beaten by four goals to nil. Talk about chalk and cheese yeah. performances. Can you explain <laughs> what transpired there? Was it a case of giving everybody an opportunity in the squad? Yeah, look, it's uh, in pre-season friendlies, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, I think a lot of the times it's about guys getting minutes on and under their belt and, you know, getting that real match fitness that you need towards the start of the season. And um, you said it yourself, it was chalk and cheese. Uh, the second game was disappointing because, you know, 
Um, there was a few changes to the squad that played down in Bunbury, but um, you know we we just weren't weren't good enough on the night to be honest, and uh, we have to rectify you know the mistakes that were made that night, and you know I suppose that's why you play these games, and it, it's good to play them against good quality opposition and Melbourne victory because you want to rectify the mistakes before the season starts. Let's have a look at yourself before we come back to the A-League and a couple of final questions on the Perth glory. It's interesting, uh, when you're a young fella, uh, maybe about 10 years ago, you had some youth trials at Tottenham Hotspur. Well, Tottenham Hotspur, as we know here in Australia, is everybody's favourite team now because Ange Postacoglu is in charge. Do you still follow them subtly, having experienced uh, some football there at White Hart Lane? Yeah, well, I haven't, haven't been at Tottenham for three years when I was younger, you know, I still got people in around the club that I would know. And, um, I wouldn't say I'm a Tottenham fan. I grew up a Man United fan, but, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been keeping a close eye on how they've been doing this year. And since Ange has gone in the way they, the way that he's got them playing football is amazing to watch. So, um, it is exciting come a Saturday at, you know, 10 o'clock or whatever time they're playing. Uh, I have watched most of their games and, you know, They've been doing really well this year. Yeah, they're playing some exciting football. Interesting, when you're at Spurs, I believe the technical director at the time was Tim Sherwood, who is a pretty well-known name in English football. He remarked that he thought uh, you reminded him of a young Roy Keane. Was that correct? Yeah, he did say that, yeah. (laughs) How did you take that on board? Because we know how good Roy Keane was, and of course he is from the same part of the world as you. Yeah, he said that when I was younger, and obviously... Um, you know, it's just one of them things that it becomes a, a bit of a headline. And, uh, yeah, if, if I lived up to them ex- expectations, I'd be doing well. Um, because Roy Keane, what a player, he's one of my heroes. Yeah, no, he was an outstanding footballer. There isn't uh, a person that didn't enjoy watching Roy Keane play. Tell us about your early journey. Of course, you played a lot of games at Derry City. Uh, then mm-hmm. you Shamrock Rovers, which is the big club in Ireland, before going to Scotland. Tell us about your journey before coming down under. Yeah, so I've, I've you know, played. I was at Tottenham for three years and then went back home and signed for my hometown club, Derry City, and um, got a lot of games on the rebuild as a young player. And, um, you know, suppose learned a lot about myself as a player whilst I was there. And um, then went on to Shamrock Rovers and sort of built on them performances and, you know, gained a lot more experience and sort of went from, I suppose, a boy to a man, people would say sort of that, you know, um, like it became like a proper first team player and a big part of a team that went on to win the league uh, and a cup as well there. So, um, loved it, uh, both at Derry and at Shamrock Rovers and then, Got my move over to Hearts and um, <clears throat> was at Hearts for 18 months. Um, I thought I contributed quite quite well whenever whenever I did play, but um, ultimately, you know, as a footballer, you only play every week. And I found myself in and out of the team at times, and uh, you know, coming off the bench and that. And I just thought it would have been best for my career to move on uh, in the summertime uh, last year to go and try and play every week and then the the opportunity come to Australia it, it kind of came out of the blue really and um, it was one that I thought was best at the time for myself and my family and 
here I am. I'm in Paris now at the minute. Yeah, good stuff. Of course, you played uh, for Northern Ireland at youth level, representative football, but then you switched allegiances to the Republic of Ireland, where I believe you were called up uh, to the senior squad for a, uh, a Nations League game against Bul- Bulgaria towards the end of 2020. What made you change your allegiance from the north to the south? Um, to be honest, I've I've always grown up uh, considering myself Irish. Um, got an Irish passport, and you know that's that's that really. Um, I consider myself Irish. Always grew up with the Republic of Ireland tops. Um, watching the Republic of Ireland as a young boy, and it was a dream for me to to play for my country. Um, and I consider the Republic of Ireland as my country, and. You know, there's not too much else to say yeah. on that, really. So saying that, when you represented Northern Ireland, I believe, you know, the 21s level, 19s and the 17s level, how did that come about when, of course, your allegiances were to the Green? Yeah, well, obviously, I'm, I come from Derry, um, which is in Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, there was programmes and stuff for lads that were doing quite well at the time um, to go and play games and... Uh, I suppose I went and played the games and, you know, I I had a lot of good coaches at that time that um, when I played in the youth games at Northern Ireland, uh, met a lot of great mates and I'm still mates with you and stuff. But as I said before, uh, ultimately, I always believe that I'm Irish and, mm. you know, a lot of uh, a lot of talk goes on about this sort of situation when people switch over and stuff but as I said there's not really too much to say on it um, that's just what I believe and what I've always believed as a youngster but um, a dream for me was to go and play for the Republic of Ireland and uh, you know the opportunity sort of arose and I I chose to switch Yeah, Fantastic. Just before we go back to the glory, uh, we're seeing Ireland of course they're ready to take on the All Blacks in the Rugby World Cup that's currently in France. We know rugby is a big sport in Ireland, as is Gaelic football, as is football, the code that you play. Do they all have a, their own battlegrounds and how popular are the three codes for a smallish country? Oh, look, sports, sports is massive in general in, in Ireland and um, I played Gaelic football when I was younger as well. Um, I played Gaelic football and football, and then I chose to continue and play football, you know, the one that I've got, had a career in. Um, but, yeah, all three are, are huge. And, uh, you know, you look at the, the Gaelic football or even the hurling, and when it comes to All-Ireland all semifinals or finals, Croke Park is packed out. You look at the rugby when Ireland play or even... Leinster, Munster, Ulster, you know, whenever they're playing, the, the, the Aviva Stadium can be packed out and the atmosphere is brilliant. And you only have to go on social media and take a look at the atmosphere that's created by the fans for the Rugby World Cup. Um, some of the videos and stuff have been brilliant. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a big sporting nation. And um, it's really, really, well, really good to see the, the rugby boys doing so well, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's going to be a big one on the weekend against the All Blacks. Should be an absolute beauty. As for the Wallabies, we won't talk about it because they're on their way home. I fancy us, by the way. Hey, I fancy us, by the way. Oh, you fancy yourselves against the All Blacks? It'd be a beauty. Yeah. It should be an absolute beauty. <laughs> a couple of final questions. Uh, the glory, 22nd of October. Uh, do you feel inside yourself that this is going to be a better season than your first campaign where the glory finished ninth? 
and in some ways out of finals contention. They need to be playing finals football. Do you reckon you can turn it around this season? Well, um, firstly, I'm glad that the longest pre-season in world football is over, or nearly over, um, and the games are going to begin. Uh, because as, as footballers, you just want to play play league games and stuff and have that buzz and, you know, have that feel in a stadium with the fans and that. So that's the third first thing I would say. And to be honest, we've we've got uh, a lot of players that are still here from last year. Um you know, a good core of a of a good group of lads and, you know, we'll be looking to build on what we what we done last year. Um, you know, there was a lot of aspects that just weren't good enough and we know that and, you know, it's up to us as players mm. to go and go and set things in the right direction and it all starts on the twenty second, like you say. So, um in the next week and a half or two weeks we'll be we'll be getting ourselves ready for the first game. You're a very talented player. I'm looking forward to seeing you. You had a few injuries last season, which uh, curtailed your appearances, I think, to about 13 for the campaign. So you really probably played yeah. half the season, didn't you, Aaron, in the end? So yeah, it was, go on. It was frustrating, to be honest, Peter. Yeah. Well, you reckon you're fit and hopefully you stay fit and healthy and play most games, or if not all games, in the Perth quarter. Yeah, they, do, got, they, they do need you because you're a creative player. Yeah, I've had, uh, you know, the injuries I had last year, they were, one of them was uh, an injury that shouldn't have really happened, but it it happened and I dealt with it. Um, It was a a freak injury where someone just stood in my foot and I ended up having to get surgery. Um, So that was an accident, basically. And then, you know, I had a wee injury towards the end of the season. Um, But the season was kind of, running out so I didn't want to risk it for for the sake of a game or so. Um but yeah I've had a I feel like I've had a good pre season. I missed a few of the games. We just a bit of a strain um a few weeks ago but I feel fit and I feel ready to go and you know <clears throat> I'll be doing everything to just keep my body right for, for the twenty six league games because um you know it is a short season and if you pick up a few injuries like I did last year then, you know, as you said you end up only playing half of it, so I'll be doing everything to keep my body right to play in the in the games and you know help the team first push game up the table as much as we can. Yeah, first game Perth Glory Newcastle Jets Sunday twenty second October HBF Park kickoff is at four forty five p.m. Aaron, thanks for joining us. Looking forward to uh, seeing you play uh, this season for the Perth Glory. Looking forward to the start of the campaign. It's just around the corner now. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Peter. Aaron McKenniff there, the midfielder for the Perth Glory, a very good player. And if he stays on the park, the Glory will be a better outfit than last season. It's always good, actually, to just jump in because we get a lot of people from overseas playing professional football or professional sport here in Australia. And it's always good to actually get their backstory on how it uh, all eventuated, where they came from, their experiences before lobbying, of course, uh, in our backyard. That's been the program for today. Just before I go, the leg up, Australia's fastest growing tipping service. We're looking at Warwick Farm tomorrow. It's race six, number 11, Serene Nick. Now, this mare is worth a gamble at the odds. She beat a couple of city-class mares three back and has had excuses at a pass two. She was specced at double-figure odds last time out, but was completely luckless. She couldn't get clear galloping room. 
and she looked like she had plenty to offer. She's in well at the weights here and maps to land right behind the speed. Can win at odds. So there you go. Get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fastest growing tipping service, thelegup.com.au. Thanks to Paul Heath, Heater, as we call him here, and also Connor for helping us with the running of the program and the production of the program here this afternoon. This has been Sports Day WA.